calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. From the creators of the hit kids podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. Listen to mysteries about true histories on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy your movie. Oh, we will. Okay. What are you getting from the concession stand, Drac? A large soda and a box of teeth taffy. Teeth taffy? Ugh, hard pass. That's like chewing on fresh tar. Uh, how do you know what it's like to chew on fresh tar, Ren? I'm just guessing it'd be like that, because they're so gooey. Ah, funny. Ugh, this line is so long. I hope we don't miss the start of the movie. Juvenile Mutated Kung Fu Crabs is the movie I'm most excited to see this year. Don't worry, Jack. There will be 30 minutes of trailers before the movie even starts. Ugh, right. Those. So, uh, how should we pass the time until we order? Hmm. Is there anything you have a thirst for knowledge for? Me personally, I've always wanted to know how movies are made. Oh yeah! I've never really thought about what's actually involved with bringing a film to life. Good one, Ren. Shall we fire up the coffin of curiosity? On it. Coffin, it's time to learn. Why is everyone looking at us, Ren? Oh, I know. It's my hat and robe. Pretty sweet style, I know, I know. Uh, I think it's more the coffin that suddenly appeared in the middle of a movie theater track. All right, that makes way more sense. Well then. Best we board, freeze time, and then I'll use my sweet, sweet vampire powers to erase their memories when we're all done. The faster the better, Drag! Start with a quick history lesson? As in, when were the movies invented? Sounds good. Computer, take us away! Uh, where have we gone, Ren? To the year 1894. The machine in front of us is called a kinetoscope. It was invented by the Edison Company and is essentially the first motion picture. Ooh, how does it work? It's basically a peephole viewing camera that moves a piece of film between the camera lens and a light bulb. 
basically the first movie. It's just the image only. I can't hear anything but the sound of the kinetoscope wheel turning. Sound in movies would come later as camera technology advanced. And the kinetoscopes, as these early movies were called, were only a few seconds long. Longer movies wouldn't arrive until... The early 20th century, around 1914. After the debut of the kinetoscope, the public showed that they would pay to watch these very short films. So the film business was born. And it expanded, just like the ability to make longer, better movies did. Uh, what was done to make the movies play longer? The film itself was extended for longer stories. And that film would play off of a big metal wheel that sent the film continuously through a projector's light and lens. The longer the films got, the more reels were needed. Why is that music playing, Ren? Well, the movies still had no sound at this point, Drac. So the theaters where silent films played always had live music that was paired with the movie. Sometimes that was a lone piano or organ, other times it was a full orchestra. So when did sound finally make it into the movies? With a 1927 film called The Jazz Singer, which was the first movie to have synchronized dialogue with the picture. The sound played on a separate record disc that went with each film reel. Wow, that sounds like a lot of work. It was. The separate record was soon replaced by an optical soundtrack that was placed along the edge of the actual film. So as it moved through the projector, so did the music. Two great things that go great together, like the two of us. Ah. So, now movies have music. When did they go from black and white to color? It was actually way before movies got sound. In 1902, a film called A Trip to the Moon was the first to use color. It used a process where each frame of the film was hand-colored to achieve that effect. That sounds like it would be a huge pain in the cape to do. For sure. It took a U.S. company called Technicolor to truly master the process, and that would still take many years, requiring newer cameras and processes that were expensive to boot. So when did the movie business make the transition to films in color for good? The 1950s. By this time, there were more companies making film that could be processed in color, so the cost came down and most every film was now shot that way. Want to know something super ironic, Drac? I am Drac! Of course I want to know! <laughs> One of the biggest reasons the movies were all in color by this time was to fight another invention that showed its entertainment in black and white and was keeping its audience at home. The television! Ah, so the film business was doing what it could to bring people into the cinema. Yep. Movies were once so popular that in the 1930s and 40s, people would sometimes go to the cinema two times a week on average. And in 1946, the highest attendance ever was recorded in Great Britain, with over 31 million people a week going to see a movie. What the what? That's amazing! Computer, how many people were even living in Great Britain during that time? <gasps> Around 50 million people! Rin, that means over half the people living in that country were going to see a movie. That's bonkers. Sure is, Drac. Once upon a time, the movies were the most popular form of entertainment by a mile. Well, now that we know the history of cinema, let's find out how a movie actually gets made. Ugh, can we at least get some popcorn to go along with this quest? And a couple of sodas. All of this movie talk is making my throat dry.
Okay, so we know what the movie looks like when it's up on the big screen. But what does it take to get it there? Computer, work your magic. So every movie starts with a script track, or as they call it in the movie business, a screenplay. Once the screenplay is finished, it's put into the hands of a producer. Oh yes, producers. There always seems to be so many of those in a movie's credits. That's because it takes more than one to get a movie made. And they all have different jobs. Some producers are responsible for getting the money to make a movie. Then there are those who make sure the money is spent on the right stuff, so a film doesn't go over its budget. Oh, why is that the problem, Ren? Well, we had to buy tickets to see our movies, right? That's how a movie makes money. So if it costs a lot of money to make it, a movie will need to make a lot of money to be successful. But the more its budget goes up, the harder that gets. Okay, so let's get back to the movie being made. What happens once it has the money it needs? Now the producers need to find actors to play the roles. They need to find places to shoot the script, and a director to oversee it all and bring the film to life, and a crew to do all of the jobs we moviegoers don't see on screen. What kinds of jobs are those, Ren? There are people who work the cameras, those that light the shots, drivers who get crew members and actors to and from the sets. There are so many departments on a movie set, and it takes hundreds of people to bring just one film to life track. Wow! So that's why the end credits of a movie are always so long. All of those people had a hand in what we see. And I haven't even mentioned the work that happens after the film is shot. That's called post-production. What happens then? The shot film is handed off to a team of editors, whose job it is to put the scenes in order with the director's help. While that's happening, a composer works on the music we hear during the movie. And if a movie needs special effects, that work is done as well. Special effects? What are those? That's the stuff that's too unreal for the movie to shoot or create on the set. Like a flying dragon. A city on the moon! A wizard flying on a broom! A man-eating avocado! Uh, you want to see a movie about man-eating avocados? Uh, let's just say I have a very good idea for a story. Know any producers? I'll keep you posted, Draki. So, that's pretty much what it takes to make a movie. Which is to say, it takes a lot. Some are easier to make than others, some take longer, some are cheaper, and some are way more expensive. But the process has pretty much been the same for over a hundred years now. I had no idea how much time, energy, effort, and money is required to take us away from the real world for just a couple of hours. And I have more of an appreciation for the movies than ever! Well, if your thirst for knowledge is quenched, maybe we can get back to appreciating the movie we came here to see. Oh yeah! And cut! That's a wrap on Drac Learns About the Movies. Hold on tight, Rin! Okay, up you go, Coppin. Oh, and Coppin, remind me to install a popcorn machine in the screening room when I get home. You have a screening room in the Coffin of Curiosity? Mm, doesn't every Coffin have a screening room? I mean, I'm not an expert on coffins, but I'm gonna go with... no? Well, people don't know what they're missing. Anywho, want any more snacks before we head into the theater? Sure, and we still have plenty of time to see some trailers and not miss a minute of the movie. Oh, maybe there will be one for that new animated movie, Wonder Wombat. Based on the comic book? Sweet! Next in line. Come on, Drac, let's get our snack on. You go first. I need to erase some memories real quick, remember? Oh, right. Oh, everyone in this lobby, you did not see a coffin appear from thin air. All you'll remember is the adorable kid wearing a fetching hat, robe and gloves, as well as his equally adorable bestie. Now go enjoy your movies. Ooh.
If you enjoyed today's episode of Drek, make sure to press that follow button so you can join us for the next episode right here on Go Kid Go Network. Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right. You can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you, and the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.